following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast. I, as always, am Derek Joswiak. I'm joined today by just a Western New York baseball guy. He is the assistant coach at ECC, Matt Bauman. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's going on there? Oh, you know, just uh, another day, more baseball. Absolutely. It, you know, and I, you know, I've been really uh, excited about the fact uh, watching the Blue Jays on TV play in Buffalo. So that's been really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, you know the fact that there's actually Buffalo crowds and Buffalo stands for pro sports in Buffalo is just it's a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know you get to see all these big name guys, and uh, it's it's truly a gift. It's truly a gift, and uh, something that everyone's going to remember down the road here. You know yeah, for sure. You know, before we get into the uh, the real meat and potatoes here, it's one of those things when I hear people say like, "Oh, the Sabers are terrible. They should just sell the team and move them." Like, I don't know if you if you're seeing this short stint that we have an MLB team in downtown Buffalo, you're seeing the impact that being a team that's lucky enough to have one of those thirty some franchises of a pro sports team and what it does for the area. You nobody should ever say sell a sports team and move them ever again. Oh, I mean. Man, if I was a kid, if I was a kid again, uh, around 10 or 12 years old, and I was going to downtown Buffalo at Salem Field, and I was watching uh, Toronto Blue Jays and New York Yankees play, are you kidding me? That would leave <laughs> such an impact on me. Such oh, an I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen grown men that are, they're, they're posting pictures and checking in at the field and stuff, and they're acting like they're, you know, 8, 9, 10-year-olds seeing their heroes play. So I, I get it, man. That's awesome. And uh, before we get too far into that, why don't you introduce yourself, kind of tell us where you're from, where you've been, and uh, where you're at and how you got there. All right. Well, geez, uh, super easy. So uh, I currently coach at Erie Community College. Uh, I'm the coach both there. Just got his thousandth win this year. Uh, previously to that, you know, coached at almost every every school in Buffalo. So I've coached at Duville in the good times and the bad. And uh, before they were D2, obviously. Right. Uh, coached at Hilbert with uh, uh, Coach Pernick there, who's in uh, uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, Western New York Baseball Hall of Fame. Great guy. Um, done different things for uh, Torgalski when they had their camps and everything at UB. And I uh, uh, just have uh, – I love, I love Western New York Baseball. Uh, I've done, you know, I'll – different types of summer teams we're talking about before, but, uh, you know, it's a hotbed and there's a lot of great players here. And as uh, we've seen too, like, you know, Jonah Heim, Tom Murphy up there in the big leagues catching, which is the hardest position of all baseball. And we got two guys from two guys from Western New York. Absolutely. Taking up two major league roster spots. I mean, come on. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's not to mention, I mean, there's at least, at least I think between, eight and 12 other kids that are in the minor league system around between, you know, Connor Gray and LG Castillo. And, 
you know, all, all these guys that are bounced around in different minor leagues. I know uh, former UB player Chris Kweitzer is in one of the independent leagues that I found out uh, Major League Baseball bought out some of the bit, the three biggest independent leagues and is kind of funding them now. So there's a bunch of guys playing in those. I mean, it's it, it really is just a hotbed and it probably comes up every other episode of uh, on the podcast, just how much talent there is here. And it's finally starting to seem like that's getting noticed and these kids are actually getting a shot or just working their tails off to get a shot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the other thing too, is like going to the, some of these schools in the Western New York area, uh, you know, from a Juco standpoint, you're recruiting kids and some of them don't know where Buffalo, like the biggest thing is like, they know where the Buffalo bills are. Right. You know? And it's like, do you know where like some like Canisius college, Niagara, uh, you know, Duville, Hilbert, um, you know, a bunch of other schools and stuff like that. And these kids, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you're getting uh, a good turnaround and everything like that. But we ha- also have uh, like uh, Tyler Smith is with the uh, Angels uh, out of Canisius. Uh, Connor Panis, which just played for Team Canada. He played at Canisius. Um, a bunch of other uh, draft picks and stuff like that. Like great place to develop, great place to grow, uh, great platform for a lot of these kids in a regional area to just get seen and get known and move on to, you know, whatever objective that you want. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's a big part of it too, is, you know, I, we, I, we all know the numbers. If you're, if you're listening to this, you probably understand the numbers and how small they are of guys who make it to every, every step of the next level. And, you know, just the hotbed of guys that are coming out and making it to the highest levels, on top of the fact that just there's a bunch of great, great kids and a bunch of great, great dudes that come through the baseball ranks of Western New York from all walks, whether it's, you know, a guy that ends up playing through high school and then, you know, play some summer ball in the area, play some amateur ball in the area. And then, you know, I mean, plenty of kids that graduate and don't get to play college, but are great people. And a lot of that comes from playing this great game that we all love. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and the other thing too, is like, uh, with that, I mean, and I think, and I've seen the gravity of, uh, like you look at Muni, I played Muni last year. I'm never going to play organized baseball again. I thought that I still had it at the age of 35. I pitched one game. I, I gave up a grand slam and I gave up a home run, like the pitch after that. There's a lot of talent here and Last summer, Muni was loaded, don't get oh, me wrong, God, yeah. because, of, because the minor league systems were down. And the reason why it was loaded was because of the fact that we had minor league players playing in the Muni system. And it was just uh, – it was unfair. Some of the hit-backs were unfair. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was – you know, it was unfair. And the guy – you know, the dudes that hit the bombs off me, they're like – you shouldn't be here anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's why they, uh, you know, they, there's other leagues in the area that, you know, guys like I, I, I play it's uh, 25 and up. It's, it used to be called double a muni. Now it's Buffalo MSBL, I believe. Yeah. Um, you, know, you don't have to, one. you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it as many former pros or current, you know, current pros. You know, we had a couple last year, but not, not nearly as many as some of the teams in AAA. but yeah, that was, uh, that, that was fun to watch too, man. That was, that whole season was just wild and seeing. Oh my god! You know, I, I uh, remember, yeah, you know, no, yeah. Uh, I remember one of the games that uh, one of the teams beat a you know a group of guys loaded with pro players, and they were like, you know, nothing, nothing like a bunch of average Joes beating the pros, you know. And 
it was just it was it was fun to see fun to watch and you know got to catch a couple of those games myself and it was a lot of fun to to observe you know yeah it, yeah and you know it, like last summer i had uh vinny geez i can't pronounce his last name because he's italian he's the first baseman for canisius college Terenza. yep okay Terenza, vinny Terenza. so he was on my muni team and we actually ended up having a, a delay in a baseball game doubleheader because the we're out on uh, the Niagara River and the winds are blowing in and everything before it started raining uh the umpires are ready to call it and I mean this kid's powerful apparently <laughs> so he got up to bat it was going to be the, like the last at bat of the inning and he just monstered one out into the other baseball field and I was just like oh my god I feel bad for that picture <laughs> like the wind, the wind was literally coming. Like we were in the dugout, like we were, uh, everybody was packing all their stuff up and putting it in, into their bags and finding anything that didn't have a lid on it, put a lid on it, you know, uh, and finding a tr- like another tree or somewhere to put our stuff. And uh, in the middle of all this, Vinny just like, boom. And the ball beat the wind and it was just like, Oh my God. Like that's Western New York talent. That's insane. He he went to end trip and then ended up at Canisius, but to see that firsthand, I was just like, like, I was just like motionless. I was like, did that just happen? Yeah. Did that just happen? You know, and and it feels like more and more every year, uh, regardless of the level of play, whether it's high school, whether it's, you know, the Juco's D3, D2, D1, you know, local amateur ball summer ball at some point someone every single year has another story just like that oh my god this kid was throwing this oh my god this hit kid hit that you know it's just it's unbelievable you know thinking back when I was you know 19 20 years old when I first started coaching summer ball and stuff like that and some of the things you saw we were talking about uh Jonah Heim you know before we hit record here and watch it like some of the balls that that kid hit playing for me at 13 was like you just look and you're like oh my god and to think the same year somebody else got drafted from Western New York around earlier and just you know, those two kids faced each other in a high school game, you know, Clarence against Amherst that year, <laughs> you know, seeing Mark Armstrong who threw 96 in the sectional final against us at Sal Magley right. was just, right. it was just insane. And now it seems like every single year there's dudes that are doing stuff like that. And you're just like, you know, th- those guys seem like they were generational and now it's, every year there's one or two that are doing it and it's like, Oh my God. You know, and you know, and it, that's a good point too. And what I attribute that to is uh, the weather in Buffalo. So, and you know, in Buffalo sports and everything like that. And so these kids play like everything all the time. They're always in sports, you know? So like, there's never a lull in their building of their athleticism. Right. So then when baseball hits and it might just be, again, something that clicks with them, but they've been building these neuro tracks through all these other sports and then they get up there and it's just like, man, it looks so easy, but it's really not. I mean, they've been playing football, basketball, track, all these other things. And uh, some of them play tennis, you know, and anything. And then they get into the ball field and it's just like, wow, what a ball player. And even guys that you're just like, yeah, he's not very athletic looking, like whatever. Lo and behold, he plays three 
three or four sports even. Right. And he gets out in the ball field and you're like, man, wow, what an athlete. You know, know, it's even got to a point now where there's guys that play other sports specifically to work on things that will help them for baseball. You know, I I know that there's guys like we had a guy a year ago got basically got told by a school that was looking at him like, hey, we like this kid, but we need him to get a little bit quicker and a little bit faster. So he ran track for a year just to run, just to be forced to run more and do more things to uh, help increase strength and speed. Hey, uh, you know, we'd like to see a little bit more out of your legs played volleyball to you know learn how to jump and not have to necessarily worry as much about maybe a knee injury as he would in basketball stuff like that it's it's incredible you know and these kids just oh i want to do better in baseball i'm going to do something else yeah i mean i know when i was growing up me and you were around the same age you know it was you know i lifted for football when football ended i stopped lifting because you didn't do that for baseball nearly as much as you do now at least and then baseball season ended in you know, mid to late July. Oh, I got to get back in the weight room. And, you know, now these kids are like, uh, I got a double header today. I better wake up a little earlier to do legs. What? Yeah, no. And I agree with you. Like uh, our definition of uh, passive recovery has changed where it was, you know, and when I was growing up, at least, you know, when I was a freshman in high school and everything, it was like, all right, go run a few miles, go do this. And, but now it, your passive recovery really is playing another sport. And the reason why I think that's important is um, not only are you getting in the physical workout and the dynamics, building up dynamic uh, fluidity with your fast twitch and your slow twitch muscle fibers, but that competitive edge just never shuts off because the kids that go from that specialize that that competitiveness is a lull for how many months of the year. But if you play other sports, it never shuts off. So you always are thinking about, okay, I got to win today. I got to win today. I got to win today. Like, and it translates into every single sport because every sport is the game. But like you were saying, like, then you do grow through all these other things. You are, you are growing in terms of, you know, uh, uh, helping out different muscle groups and being more dynamic as a player where I'm only tasked with this one thing in my position when I play baseball, but, you know, and then people are surprised, like, how did he make that catch? How did he make that play? And it's like, because he's been doing all these other things and it's become second nature in a way. Yeah. Because your body never forgets. If you play volleyball, your body never forgets. If you play basketball, your body never forgets. you play football, your body never forgets. But now we're just playing a different game. So the instincts are there. And it's like, it's amazing to watch. But it's almost like if you know the kid, it's like. Uh, yeah, that, no, yeah, that makes sense. Can do that. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and kind of stemming into something, you know, obviously we're coming out of the most unprecedented time not just in sports not just in baseball but in the modern world really uh with with the whole covid thing and you know i'm not one to get into views thoughts ideas but i but what i what i what i do want to talk about is that type of stuff that we just talked about the you know the 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 staying competitive the active recovery and stuff like that and for a year these kids couldn't do those things and did you see any major difference this year compared to maybe other years where 
you know, kids couldn't be active together as a team or in offseason working out workouts together. Uh, did you see any difference in the game? And do you see there being a big difference because of all this in the next couple of years? Um, well, that's uh, there's a lot of questions there. Um, well, let's address the players specifically. Um, I know, and I'm sure everybody else that's in some type of uh, program makes sure that their players have access to the things that they need to develop physically um, and make sure that you can coordinate the programs that they need to have. Um, individually, I always send out, you know, my workouts without everybody else like that. And then I try to get, try to, try to maintain with everybody and get their feedback and everything. And if things need to change or, you know, when they get their workouts sent back to me and they're at a certain point, then we'll change those things. Um, the challenge has been is, is was finding gyms. But the way around that is, is if you, if you always want to find a way, you will find a way. So um, I suggested to my players going over to Dollar Tree, buying all the bands, all the kettlebells, <laughs> buying every, like literally wiping them out, which they did do. And then building programs off of that and then coordinating with, you know, some, some people are, are more privileged than others, obviously. So they have gyms in their houses or access to things. And it's like, okay, well, you have this, you know, let's create that as an opportunity for other guys and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, it's the guys that really wanted it uh, had to get after it and find a different way to do it. Right. And a different way to do it was purchasing your own equipment as cheaply as possible. That's why I always recommend Dollar Tree because I've been in there and found stuff for myself. And I'm like, you're going to spend 30 bucks and you're going to have everything that you need. Also, nature's out there. There's hills. There are stairs that are free. You can utilize that. Um, and then nutrition wise, you know, you're responsible for what goes into your body. So creating nutrition plans for them. And it's like, you don't have to go to the dollar menu every day, right? These are things that you can purchase, be responsible. You're an adult now, be responsible, go buy these things, learn how to cook them. If you don't know how to cook them, I'll send you something off of YouTube and, you know, having a better diet that way in order to progress and maintain yourself, at least maintain but also promote growth. Um, but I would feel that most colleges um, with the protocol gave an opportunity to get in there, you know, certain number of personnel and everything like that. And uh, really hard on these kids this year, for sure. Yeah. You know, and that was one of the things I noticed. I talked about it a couple episodes ago. I, I noticed this year that everyone can hit. And, you know, you, you sit back and you think like, you know, you got a tee in a net or a tee in a fence or, you know, a, a parent that can soft toss to you and something to hit into and you can swing the bat, you know, have finding someone, especially the older you get that can catch a bullpen for you or even have a mound to throw off of or take to take ground balls or anything like that. You know, that was tough. And especially with the weather in this area, you know, the the fall hit, the winter hit and a lot of the indoor facilities had restrictions. You could you could book a mound but you couldn't bring a catcher 
or you could bring a catcher, but they had to live in your house with you. Uh, I don't know a ton of brother, sister, or brother, brother, sister, sister combos that are pitcher catcher. I mean, yeah, they are out there. Out, they are out there. I know I wouldn't have had one, um, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, you can rent a cage, but you can't rent it with anybody that you don't live with, or you can, you know, take an infield, but it's just you. And that's great for, you know, if you're, a, you know, a, a kid whose parent can come with you and hit ground balls to you. Awesome. But if not, you know, like, great. I have an infield practice and it's just me standing out here. So what do I do? You know, like, can I throw the ball into a net? Can I, you know, can only do so many things. And, you know, I, I think touching on the nutrition thing was huge because that was something, you know, I know, especially a lot of, uh, a lot of adults and, you know, my, my significant other has uh, lived in the gym world and the health and fitness world for a long time. And, you know, a lot of people complaining about the, the COVID-19, not just being a disease or a virus, but a, uh, a poundage that a lot of people put on over, over the last year, kind of like the freshman 15, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you know, and the biggest thing too, and I think it's not just a baseball lesson, but a life lesson. If you want to find excuses, you will find them. But if you want to find a way, you will always find a way. Yep. And, you know, in some of the primitive tactics that I've taken, because I grew up out in the middle of nowhere in Marilla, New York. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, you know, before travel teams and everything like that, you know, what I used to do is I used to pin a tarp between two trees and I had a tire with a piece of rope that hung between the trees. So I looked up the cost of what it would take to find a tire. If you can go to a junkyard, it's going to be about five bucks or free, depending, or you can right. find one on the side of the road. A tarp is about 10 bucks. The nails that it takes to put the tarp into the tree are less than a buck. And you can go to any public park. You can go to anybody's property. You can find things in your property. You can hang up a tarp. You can hang up a, a tire swing, essentially, for pitching. You can measure out your distance. You can pitch into that. And you, there are still things that you can work on. You know, if you want it, you'll figure out a way. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that uh, especially – this year, you know, you really kind of saw the kids that wanted it, the players that wanted it kind of, kind of showed up and showed out a little bit, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of great baseball players. Um, there are some guys that were up here. There's some guys here. And obviously some guys that, uh, overall, I think the, the level's been close to is what you can expect, honestly. Right. Um, but we're in a different generation. So those are things to consider uh, when trying to help, you know, when you help these kids out and you're trying to get things through their head and they're like, that sounds ludicrous. <laughs> like no one's used the word ludicrous since like 1991. How do you even know what that word is? <laughs> Anyways, and then... <laughs> Like, who taught you that? You're just, you've been listening to too much rap, dude. Anyways, and then, uh, uh, you know, and it's like, no, it's not. Like, you think about all these other guys that are from Western New York, 
before you guys got here and you had all this stuff that you had, Lackawanna and Hamburg and uh, out in the sticks and everything that still made it, you know, how did they make it versus what you have the opportunities for it? How do you think they made it? They threw against the shed. They literally drove out to the nearest vacant building and bounced baseballs off of brick walls and use chalk to make a strike zone. You know, it's like, if you want it, you'll figure it out. And if you need tips, you know, I think that's the greatest thing being between the ages of 30 and 40. It's a great gap uh, helping these kids because you're right in the middle of old school and new school. Yep. So you have the technology and stuff and it's like, that's wonderful. And all these other things. And it's like, but you're, you were, you know, you're at the cusp of when you had to figure it out yourself, when you didn't have, you know, uh, platforms on social media or anything like that to like, well, I'll just click this and I'll follow this YouTube video and I'll do that. That didn't happen. No. So you had to figure it out for yourself. And it's like, well, this is the way that Mariano Rivera sets. This is the way he moves. Does this work? I don't know. And a lighter moves this way, David. Well, you know, you're trying to eat in your backyard figuring out mechanics pitching wise or you know uh all right i'm gonna repeat the mechanics of lad or you know some of the older hitters and uh cal ripkin and you know like well does that work for me how far did i hit it into the woods <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah that was you know, uh, it's, uh, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, no, it's just, it's, it's very different. Yeah, sorry, we're, uh, we're a little choppy here, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember growing up, like, we go out to my cabin out in Rushford where, I mean, we still don't have internet out there to this day. And my, <laughs> my, it, it used to, it used to irritate the hell out of my dad because I would just pick up rocks, toss them in the air and hit them and try to hit them over the cow pasture fence and, you know, just trying to, you know, and I'm just swinging something and hitting something. And, you know, the, the amount of really good two by fours that I ruined and the amount of rocks that no longer were on our driveway were something my dad was not happy about. But, you know, the same thing. I, I grew up emulating Mark McGuire's swing all the way down to his, uh, you know, the start of his, the start of his, like stepping in the box and just waving the bat in front of him until he picked it up and settled it near his shoulder. Like that, that was my, that was my thing growing up. And, you know, nowadays, they, you know, these kids have all this information at their fingertips. And, you know, a great wealth of people that live in that, in that new technological world that grew up doing things like, Hey, I learned how to throw this pitch by just throwing it and figuring it out. Exactly. 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 And now we have all the data with like, uh, Tom house has his, uh, uh, mustard app and everything like that. And I've utilized it on myself and I'm just like, geez louise like how was i throwing this velocity when my mechanics were that bad like if i would have had the ability to correct that geez and then we have those resources now we have you and i we have you know everybody else and it's like uh i think we're we're in a good place with the gapping with the generations and stuff it's like there's still you still got to work hard and you still got to learn stuff you know, there, there is a value with uh, some of the metrics and everything like that, but everybody's different. So, yeah. 
Yeah, one of the uh, one of the best analogies I've ever heard about coaching is uh, a shout out to Depew High School's assistant coach Tony. He uh, he always said that you know every player has a set of buttons on their chest, and your job as a coach is to figure out what buttons you need to push to get the most out of that athlete. And the best coaches find those buttons and you know know how to work the kid. And you know, I've I've taken that with me for a long, long time now because it's you know it's so true. Some kids you can chew out and you know it lights a fire, and other kids you gotta you know, kind of bring along with you a little bit more and, you know, but it's your job as a coach to figure that out. And, you know, I, I do think there's a great generation, you know, coming through late twenties to early to mid forties that are just, you know, anybody, anybody at any time can reach out to me. Hey coach, I you know, I was having trouble with this or I, you know, what do I do about that? How do I throw this? How do I do this? And I have no problem, you know, taking time out of my day, just like, Hey man, this is what I know. This is what I got. And if I don't know, I'll either direct you to someone who might, or I will ask them and get back to you because what else are we doing here? You know? Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent on that. And that's, uh, you know, I think a, a, a big difference versus, uh, you know, growing up in the, the coach is always like, well, this is the way, this is the way, this is how you do it versus the concession that coaches have nowadays the good ones, they're like, you know what? I don't have the answer, but I'll get you the answer. I'll figure out the answer for you because I have resources. And, you know, and it, it's not a knock on a coach anyways to go to another resource to get an answer because we all have different experiences. We've all been in different places. We've only been exposed to X amount of coaches you know, and like you and I, like as coaches, we're basically the conglomerate of the game and everything that we've been exposed to. So sometimes there are resources out there that uh, we, we haven't played with or uh, coached with or whatever, but we acknowledge, which is fair, if we're taking into consideration the player themselves. It's like, because I want you to be the best, man. So if I don't have the answer, I'll get it for you, man. Yeah. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to touch on, you know, kind of steering back to the the original point of the topic. How do you how do you see the the world of COVID that we just experienced and are hopefully knock on wood hardcore coming out of impacting just the level of play as a whole the next four or five years? I mean, obviously there's going to be a recruiting backlog. There's going to be uh, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be unprecedented competition across the board uh, just because there's a lot of guys that are still looking to play and, you know, a group of guys that got an extra year to do so. You know, I agree with you on that. Um, I think that a lot of coaches are going to have a lot of hard and honest conversations uh, with their players. Uh over the next year still. And when you look at, at least when you look at like college baseball and everything. So the program, the programs are always bigger than you. So you're, you need to continue to grow those programs and to make them as best as they can be. And the way to do that is um, obviously having the players and the pieces that you need. And there are some pieces that are going to be replaced and there are some play, some pieces that are irreplaceable so i think of that i think of that in twofold one is you know letting guys know that you know playing time is going to be greatly diminished 
perhaps. And then other guys that still have years of eligibility that you need to come back because they're really good. And those are life decisions. And those are conversations that, again, coaches are going to have to have one-on-one. As far as the landscape goes, it's still going to be really challenging, I think, because I don't think that any particular program knows exactly what they have. And obviously, you need to have a backup plan to a backup plan. But... um, I, it's going to be really, I think it's going to be tough. And again, there, there's just going to be a lot of hard conversations. Yeah. And then as far as finding guys programs, I mean, there's always opportunities. And as a coach, <clears throat> it's your job to help discover those opportunities for them. You know, as a, as a student athlete, um, you have a lot in your plate anyways, you're only, you know, 18 to 21, 22 years old anyways, I'm not expecting you to figure it out on your own. That's why we're here as coaches. So you try to help them as long, along as, as much as you can. But um, <clears throat> I think it will be challenging at least for another year, for sure. Um, but that's okay. So as long as you accept that and then you help the player to understand that that's the way it is and help them to accept that. Um, then I think that you can move forward and have a positive outcome at the end of the day with that. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the most positive outcomes that's going to come of all this is I think a lot of levels of baseball are going to get really, really good for the next four or five years. And hopefully that's not a plateau or a high point that that's a more of a launching point to say like, Hey, you know, I'd like to go D one, but like, I can always fall back on a D three or there's always a Juco out there that wants guys. Like, I I think you're going to see that be more of a, uh, Oh, wow. That's uh, you know, if I, like, I I thought I was, I thought I was going to go D one and like, man, these D three schools are crushing it right now. Holy cow. And I think you're going to see hopefully a launching point of, of athletes, especially hopefully in the Buffalo area, get really, really, really good. Yeah, and we have, I mean, we have a whole network of, you know, we have our D1s. Uh, I think that Duville is the only D2 that's yep. uh, around here. But we have our D3s. We have uh, Fredonia, Brockport in the local vicinity. Um, but I think at that level, too, you're going to see a lot more of a competitive nature where, you know, if a certain – because it comes down to the individual and the player anyway. So if they're really good and they don't want to leave the area and they want to stay in the area, well, guess where you're going to end up in the area. And it might yeah. end up at, you know, a Fredonia or a Brockport. And then all of a sudden Cortland's going to be like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know? And, but that's okay. And the, the, and that's okay too, because especially when you talk to these kids and like, I think that every, every kid, well, not every kid, but most kids, you know, when they have that goal and they're like, you know, I, I would like to play baseball outside of college. Well, wouldn't we all, you know, and, but then you get those kids to these, uh, you know, division threes. And then all of a sudden the glory of baseball is you can be drafted out of any division anywhere. Yeah. So to them, it's like, 
let's just play. Let's just play. I'll put up the numbers and hopefully somebody sees me and all that kind of stuff. And they will. You just got to play all the time. Yeah. Whether it's D3 or D1, you just got to play all the time. Juco, you got to play all the time. Yeah. You know, you know, show you're consistent, demonstrate yourself. So I agree with you. I think it's going to be, I think that, uh, Division three is going to be a lot more competitive. Again, I think Cortland is going to get the run for their money over the next year and a half, two years. And uh, Division two is going to be a lot more competitive. Um, and uh, I think it's a great landscape, honestly. Yeah. Not, I I, not ideal. Not ideal. Because now you're, you're working with, uh, you know, kids want to graduate and they have credits and student debt, all that kind of stuff. You have to address with the student athlete, but uh, guys that really have a chance, you know. Absolutely. Um, so that's all about all I got for right now. Is there anything else, uh, anything else you want to cover? Anything else you wanted to say? Uh, shout outs. Uh, you know, this is, this is the point of the show where I kind of give, you know, you the, uh, the opportunity to kind of take the reins a little bit. Well, what I would like to say is, so Josh Allen is throwing out the, the first pitch tonight for the, <laughs> what do you, I want to know, what do you think he does? Do you think that he goes baseball on it and just does his little throw? Or do you think that he pump fakes and chucks it into like another aspect of the field? Because he's a football player. He's not a baseball player. Right. And then um, to like build up that like, this is Buffalo football, baby. Like, I, of course, Josh Allen wouldn't just throw a strike. He would, like, throw it into left field somewhere. I, I want to see one of two things. I either want to see 96 straight down Broadway and just, like, have, have him walk away with a little smirk on his face. Or I want to see the pump fake to the catcher and then toss an over-the-shoulder ball to Stefan Diggs, who's running in left field for no reason. Oh, that's a good one. That is yeah. a good, that's a great scenario. Oh my God. And actually that, that is plausible because of the, the opposing team leaves, I think, uh, Salem field in the outfield to yeah. go to there. So you could actually pose him there and then just have, as soon as he comes set sprint digs across the outfield. Yeah. I would, I would love glove. I would love to see that and just have it be, or like have somebody standing next to him with a football where he just throws the pitch and then like takes the football and throws it to somebody in the outfield or I don't know, maybe he just winds up and throws it out of the stadium because he can, I, you know, I, <laughs> but knowing Josh, throws Allen, it into Canada. just knowing like, Josh Allen and knowing his propensity for humor. Uh, we actually talked about this on my pro sports podcast. Uh, just, you know, the funniness with him kind of commenting on, twitter about like oh i'm probably gonna you know oh he's probably gonna miss and throw it out of the stands oops wrong account like that whole thing which was hilarious <laughs> like and i'm either convinced that the man has a burner account that he trolls himself or he was just getting ahead of the game and trying to be funny because i think he's just a funny yeah. dude uh i could see yeah. something tonight being being interesting and being funny in a very josh allen manner and i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah i i mean if i was gonna if i was a betting man I would say that something else other than a normal first pitch is going to happen. 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be something Josh Allen and something Bills Mafia. There might be a table involved. Who knows? But it, something will happen. Hey, you know that's you know that's why we tune into these things. This is why we love Josh Allen. This is why we love the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. Uh, you know all those all those guys. Uh, Ferguson, our long snapper, he's always tweeting all stuff. I love the personalities. I love yeah. the personalities. Our team is. Oh you know, I, so I think cool. it, I think it's something that uh, the NFL really does well with, with letting the athletes be themselves for better or for worse. And, you know, they kind of try to curtail certain things, but really they just kind of let them be them and control their own social media and, you know, let them kind of be people. And I think it's something that the, some of the other sports can really kind of learn from and, you know, get these guys out there and get these guys seen and noticed and interacting with fans on a more personal level. That's just my personal take. No, I, I think that there's some gravity to that. I think that uh, it helps the fan identify with the player. Obviously, the huge gap is in the ability. Yeah. But one thing we share in common is we're both human beings. So there's a lot of other things that we share in common. So like doing really fun stuff, everybody appreciates that, obviously. And like you were saying, like letting these guys kind of be, they're entertainers, but they're also human. They're yeah. playing the sport. You know, I'm a huge San Diego Padres fan. So I love Tatis, his little, uh, uh, little half skip over that third base when he hits home runs. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like, cause it lets you know, all right, this guy has a personality. He's a human being, human beings have personalities, you know, and I think it's fun. Yeah, and, I, uh, I agree with you 100% on that. It just, uh, I think it helps people to understand and uh, have some sort of uh, linear relationship in a way. Again, yes, you're a major, you're a professional athlete, but we're both human. Isn't yeah. that cool? I think that's cool. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the coolest things, uh, and I know this from a friend of a friend, that uh, you can actually watch uh Allen, Diggs, and Mackenzie maybe play Call of Duty with a guy who lives in Clarence. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. and and like they they talk like did you really just blow up that whole truck? Like what get out of here. Like you just blew up yeah. that whole truck. Like and just seeing some of the interaction with these guys as just normal people. Like, hey, me and my buddy sit around and play Call of Duty sometimes. Like they do that too. That's so cool. But uh and I do I really I I really hope especially Major League Baseball kind of takes takes a little bit of, uh, you know, notes on that and just lets these guys kind of be themselves and do their thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, I think it's already happening. Uh, some guys are a little bit more flamboyant than others, obviously, but, uh, you know, again, you're playing a game, it's entertainment and, uh, you know, we're all human. Yeah. So it's fun to know that you're human too. And that's, and that's the thing is just, you know, the, the word fun, I think it's lost a lot in the name of decorum and I don't know, I don't want to overly insult one side or the other, but there's a, you know, the, there, there is a fine line of let the kids play and going too far. And I think uh, personally, I think baseball argues that line way, way too much, but you know, that's a, that's another right. story for another time. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand there's a militaristic side to things and then 
the fun side and it's just like there is a place we'll get there one day <laughs> yeah yeah and you know and i i like to draw the line of you know listen if you're bat flipping a solo home run in a 9-1 game that you're losing and at, at noon on a tuesday maybe that's not it but if you're if you hit a walk-off grand slam in a alcs game seven yeah, that that bat better land up on the moon because you'll never do it again. Like you may not even have the opportunity to ever do it again. So, yeah, I'm good with I'm good with that. So, yeah, but uh, absolutely. Any uh, anything else there, my man? No, this is a great conversation. I know there's a million other things we could have probably gotten into, but uh, uh, love your perspective. Uh, love where you're at. You know. And I think that I love, you know, I think that baseball is in a good place. I think sports are in a good place. And uh, all we can do is, you know, as coaches ourselves, uh, be there in that movement and, you know, uh, make sure that we do the right things as we move forward and uh, maintain the integrity of the things that we can control. So I think we're both doing the right thing. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, as always, you're always welcome to come on and talk talk baseball, talk sports with me. You know, I'm always looking for guests and friends to talk to. So uh, thanks for carving out part of your day for me, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Count me as a friend, and uh, I appreciate you giving me your time of the day. So no, no problem. Uh, and always thank, thank you for everybody for turning in. Uh, the Tip of the Cap podcast is part of the BICBP-radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Uh, you can check out me, my two other uh, projects on there, along with uh, a massive monthly show that I co-host with other guys called the Network Sports Talk Show and 30 some odd other podcasts on the network. You can find us all on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcast, your awesomeness from. Find me on social media, Tip of the Cap Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Like, follow, share, subscribe, comment on the discussion posts and graphics and stuff that I make and all the other cool stuff. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Matt, thanks for joining me again, and we'll catch you guys next time. This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Hosts Podcast thing today in sporting news some things happened that were some stuff and some other things some statistical values to back up those things are this as you can see the thing i just said statistically did happen yo wait a minute i feel like i could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored why am i listening to this stuff you want a better sports experience from your podcast head over to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network not generic not boring and a little out there sometimes tune in to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network